This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 22nd, 2019. Glory Proclaimed. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the fourth week of Advent here at CCC. The first week we considered how uh, glory was foretold through the Old Testament prophets. Week two, we looked at how God's glory was conceived in Mary. Last week, we talked about how glory was sustained through Mary's fiancé, Joseph. And this morning, as our focus, as you heard in the video, great job, by the way, guys, on the video. Great job. So I'm watching Panda walk down the aisle like he's like your rock star now, Panda, shaking everybody's hand and everything. Thank you, Edna and Panda Christian, so much for... Um, doing that this yeah. morning. And so our, our focus this morning is how God's glory was proclaimed. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We also want to welcome those of you on Facebook Live who are joining us. Merry Christmas to you. So glad you're here. Hey, tune in on Christmas Eve at 730 and you'll be able to come to our Christmas Eve services. Did I get that right, Barry? 7.30 on December 24th. All right. And the, and the 23rd, both. We're not tuning, we're not doing Facebook Live on the 23rd. Are we? Oh, we are. The 23rd at 7.30 and the 24th at 7.30. It shows how much I know. All right, everybody, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for gathering us here it's no accident that any one of us are here this morning. God, you are who you say you are. And your promises stand forever. Be with us this morning. Thank you for being with us as we take a look at the scriptures found in Luke chapter 2 about the shepherds. Settle us in and help us glean what you want us to glean from this to take it out into uh, all who we meet. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Proclaimed. Proclamation. Proclamation, the public or official announcement of an important matter, uh, an official message. When it comes to matters of importance, there's no greater proclamation in the history of humankind than the proclamation of the birth of Jesus. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. amen. Jesus. The anointed one. In Greek, the word is Christos, or our word Christ. That's not his last name. That's, that's, uh, it means Jesus, the anointed one. Or in Hebrew, the word is Messiah. Emmanuel, God in the flesh. The very son of the living God, king of kings, lord of lords. His birth, Jesus' birth, is what divides the entire history of the world into two great epochs. The, the two periods, the two distinct frames, B.C., before Christ, and A.D. It doesn't mean after death, but it means it's a Latin word, a couple Latin words, anno domini, which means in the year of our Lord, or since his birth, so to speak. In current culture, though, we use terms C.E., which means uh, common era, and B.C.E., before the common era, because we live in a culture that wants to avoid words like Jesus and Lord, 
And so the bottom line is that the event of Jesus' birth absolutely separates history between the before and the after. As much as the culture wants to try to get away from it, we just can't. I mean, it is the point where history has completely been changed. Jesus is the reason for the season. Even if people don't believe in Jesus, you hear about things that happened before Christ and after Christ. Well, who is the one who changed it all? Jesus the Christ. And so people can say happy holidays all they want and get their presents and the trees and the everything, but it all started with Jesus, and it remains with Jesus, and that's why we are here, because of Jesus. He and he alone is the reason for the season. His birth is the most significant birth in all of history. And his birth is absolutely worthy of proclamation. Just remember, when they say happy holiday, you know what they really mean. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so check it out. Luke 2, second chapter of the uh, Gospel of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the third book in the New Testament there. And this is uh, starting at verse 8, going to, th to verse 12. This is, uh, we're going to share the message, which is a paraphrase by a guy named Eugene Peterson. There we go. There were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood. I, I love how, how Peterson puts that. Sheep herders camped in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. Blazed around them. They were terrified. And the angel said, Do, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and master, this is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. Yeah. So it's really interesting that the proclamation of the birth of the Savior of the world came to the shepherds. The shepherds were despised by the traditional Orthodox. They were the rule-focused church, the people of that day. Uh, Bible scholar William Barclay um, shares in his commentary, the Gospel of Luke, that the shepherds could not observe all of the meticulous traditions, the hand washings, um, all the rules, all the regulations that everybody else could. They had flocks, and their flocks were, they were required to watch over their flocks 24-7, and they were unclean. They were considered unclean. So the Orthodox, the religious people, looked down upon them. And yet, these shepherds are the very ones who God chose. Say God chose. God chose. God chose the shepherds to receive the message of Jesus Christ's birth. Of course, God connecting with shepherds isn't anything new. Throughout the Old Testament, we find shepherds playing an important role in God's story with God's people. Abraham. Isaac, Jacob and his 12 sons, Moses, King David, the prophet Amos, the list goes on and on. Sheep are, or shepherds are important, and so are sheep. Sheep are mentioned 500 times in the Bible, more than any other animal. <laughs> and how about Psalm 23? One of the Psalms King David wrote, the, probably the best known and, and most repeated Psalm out of the whole bunch. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
And so if the Lord is the shepherd, what's that make us? We're the sheep. <laughs> yeah. And years later, Jesus would, Jesus would declare that he, Jesus, is the good shepherd. The good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. He lays down his life for you and for me. So we did a little more research into the role of the shepherd. William Barclay suggests that perhaps the shepherds in the fields, the one who were, ones who were referring to in this particular scripture, the one who the Lord proclaimed the good news to, they were kind of set apart special shepherds. Now that's kind of an oxymoron because shepherds weren't really considered special. But the temple needed a couple times a day an unblemished uh, lamb for an offering, for a sacrifice to God. And so to ensure this perfect offering that it was always available, the temple authorities had this private flocked flock of sheep. And perhaps these shepherds were the ones that overlooked this private flock and they happened to be, you know, right there near Bethlehem. Interesting uh, thought that this could be, no matter if they were those special shepherds or they were the regular shepherds out <coughs> in the field, the bottom line is that they were low socioeconomic, lowest on the totem pole. And God chose them to be the first to get the good news of Jesus Christ's birth and the first one to see the newborn baby. Isn't that amazing? I mean, what it tells me and what it should tell you, please believe that it means that Jesus came for everyone. God chose the shepherds because they're just people that, you know, we're at the bottom. And that's who God chose. So wherever you're at right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, God has chosen you to be his son, to be his daughter. You are an amazing child of God. You might be struggling with something that is bigger than you, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus came for that reason. To pick us up and to bail us out. Those shepherds are an example of how God really wanted us to get the message that he came for all, not just the religiously, you know, pious people in church, but everybody. You know, when you go out to Walmart, I'm, I'm getting on a bandwagon here. <laughs> when you go out to Walmart today and people irritate you because there's long lines or people get kind of yucky during this time, Jesus came for them. And Jesus is going to use us to smile, and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. If you're not in a good mood, don't wear your connection shirt out. <laughs> I just thought of that. Do what now? <laughs> don't what? wear your connection community shirt out into Walmart if you're not in a good mood. No. Or if you think you might be put in not in a good mood once you get there. Jesus came for all of us. He came for us all. He lived for us all. He died for us all. You and me and everybody else. Of course, if you can smile in the crowds, then you could be a great witness if you have that connection shirt on. Absolutely. So there you go. Think about that one. You know, these shepherds in the field, they were, they were strong, tough, hard-boiled men. 
They were used to living in harsh conditions, and they were used to sacrificing. As the shepherd boy, he was just a boy at the time, he shared with King Saul as he was preparing to go into battle against the nine-foot-six-inch giant, Goliath, this mere boy shared with Saul that he was prepared for that because he had battled lions and bears out in the field in order to protect his sheep. This is a boy. And so sheep herders did not frighten easily. It took a lot to scare them. And yet, when the angel stood among them and the glory of the Lord blazed around them, we were told that they were terrified. That's terrified. That's, that's beyond afraid. That's, man, that's terrified. Angels in God's glory must be something to see, don't you think? If it would terrify these shepherds in the field. Once again, though, when the appearance of an angel brings fear into those being addressed, the angel tells them to not be afraid, to fear not. We get that over and over in this Christmas story, don't we? Fear not. And that's because when Jesus is here, there's no reason to fear. Say that with me. When Jesus is here, there's no reason to fear. Yeah, there you go. And the truth is, He's always here. He's here right now amongst us. Yeah. As the angel shares, this is the good news, as Carrie just said about shepherds, this is the good news for everybody. Worldwide. Yeah. Savior been born right here in Davidstown, the the angel says. The Messiah. Again, that's Hebrew for anointed one. Lying in a manger. By the way, the word angel means, comes from the Greek angelos, which literally means messenger. Hello. One who brings the message. And that's what this angel's doing here in our story today. The angel of the messenger brought the message, and God's glory was proclaimed through that angel. It's a very dramatic proclamation, wouldn't you say? Well, with a, all that stuff in the sky, a very, very, very dramatic for such a low-key entrance into the world. <laughs> A baby in a manger, a baby who will change everything forever. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's go over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. Can you just imagine, oh my gosh, let's go. I mean, them talking among themselves and they left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about the child. All who heard the sheep herders were impressed. Hmm. I can't begin to imagine what that must have been like. How about you? That cosmic angelic choir filling the sky, singing God's praises. What a night. The sky briefly ablaze with God's glory. The sounds of that angelic singing. But just as quickly, again, kind of eerily quiet. Yeah, just another dark, star-filled sky once the 
angel left and the blaze subsided. The shepherds were left with indelible memory, burned in their brains of God's glorious intrusion. Yeah, it was an intrusion into their routine lives. But it's not over. They discuss what the angel said and decide to see for themselves this event, this birth that has worldwide eternal implications. And so they leave as fast as they can, head into Bethlehem. You know, we're not told about how far away this town is, are we? They're outside of town because when you're herding sheep, you don't do it in town, you do it outside. We're not told how far out, how far away, but that must not matter because we're not told. Then the question is, who's going to stay with the sheep? You ever wonder about that? Who's staying with the sheep? Of course, they bring one, because you always see that in the manger scene, like out front. They always bring one, maybe two. Maybe, if you've got about the expensive set, maybe three. They never bring the whole flock, though, right? We can't afford that much when we buy that scene at Walmart. Anyway, we're not told what they do with the sheep. Maybe they cast lots. You ever heard that in the Bible, casting lots? That's kind of the Bible equivalent of drawing straws, rolling dice, or rock, paper, scissors. That's kind of the Bible equivalent of that. Anyway, whoever loses, whichever shepherd loses, they really lose out, don't they? If they got to stay back and watch the sheep, miss out on seeing God's own son born, his entrance into the world. Wow. Maybe they just leave the sheep in the field. No one watching. That's kind of unusual, wouldn't it? I mean, these guys, they care for the sheep. <laughs> But then again, maybe in the excitement of the moment, maybe they're still stunned by the cosmic light show in the concert. Maybe they just dropped everything, all of them headed into town, and the sheep were there to fend for themselves. Who knows? We're not told, are we? Must not be that important, because if it was, we'd be told. It just occurred to me that God protects his sheep. There you go. Well, he protects us. And so maybe they were okay. Maybe they were, yeah. 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 And so, anyway, the shepherds in this translation says that they left running. In the translations that are, um, most of them say they left in haste or they left in a hurry. And there they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger just as the angel had told them. That's key. Just as the angel had told them, seeing is believing. And so the best part is now that the shepherds came and saw with their own eyes, they became proclaimers. You know, you've got the angels proclaiming to the shepherds. They receive the good news and they become the proclaimers to everyone that they met. And the scripture says that people were impressed by what they said. These common, everyday people who were cast aside, who weren't important, who really weren't even included into any part of society because they were so unclean, and especially in the church. Here it is, these sheep herders impressing people with what they saw. Think about that. Pretty cool. And so what they proclaimed was, Born this day in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord, born of the Virgin Mary, in a stable, swaddled in a blanket, laying in a manger, and his name is Jesus. Jesus the Christ, 
the Messiah had finally arrived, the one who they had been waiting for for hundreds of years, the anointed one. Mm. So Mary, I'm reading out of my Bible on my phone here. Mary, uh, verse 19. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear, deep within herself. The sheep herders returned and let loose, glorifying, praising God for everything they had seen and heard. <coughs> Turned out exactly the way they'd been told. And so Mary had this kind of internal baby book <laughs> filled with these memories which she had deep, deep in her soul, Scripture tells us. I... I think this is probably something that only a mother can relate to. Um, you know, those cherished moments, especially from when your children were first born, that are so deeply embedded within you that without even writing them down, you'll never forget them. I'm, I'm sure they were still very much a part of Mary's being, even 33 years later when she saw her son publicly beaten and hung on a cross to die. Yeah. So the sheep herders, they returned to their flocks in the field. They let loose. What did they do? They glorified God. They praised God for what they saw. They still weren't talking. I mean, I'm sure they were talking among themselves, but their hearts were lifted to the glory of God. They came and they had a personal encounter mm. and their response was to glorify God. Everything they had been told came to pass exactly as it had been told. <laughs> so here's the question for this morning. We always have a question, don't we? It's the same question, too. So it, doesn't, it doesn't vary much. <laughs> this, well, this one's a little different. This one is, so what? So what? Okay, so we spent the morning talking about cosmic angelic choirs and cosmic light shows, God's glory blazing in the sky above some shepherds watching their flocks. And talked about God's glory proclaimed by the angels and then God's glory again proclaimed by these same shepherds, sharing all they'd seen and heard. So then the question is, if we want to get to the so what, so what about you? Is, is this Christmas going to be just another one filled with trees and lights? I love trees and lights. I love Christmas. But is this going to be filled with trees and lights and stockings and presents and candy canes and silver lanes aglow? <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open fire? How many, have, by the way, have had a chestnut roasting on the open fire this, this season so far? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, a couple, yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas for kids from 1 to 92. <laughs> Stockings hung by the chimney with care. This is Carrie's favorite. Mommy kissing Santa Claus. In other words, is this Christmas going to be business as usual? Like the shepherds watching their fields by night. Or are we ready to proclaim God's glory 
that came down that first Christmas day. Are we ready to be proclaimers? We really do proclaim a lot of things, don't we? I mean, we really get excited about a lot of things. Eagles. So, Alan, when we looked at the, the video that Edna and Chris did... Did anybody see anything unusual in that video? See, and that's why I knew everybody would notice that. I knew it. I knew they would. Well, I'm like, really, Alan? You're going to wear your Eagles jersey? He goes, well, Edna wore her Cowboys. No, no, I didn't say it quite like that, no. Then he said it's it green. Close. It is green. Did you all notice even there was a silver tree with blue balls on it in that, in that video? See, all my Eagle fans, see how we have a big green tree here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Some days, Edna, you just have to do what you got to do, you know? I'm All this saying. to say, there's going to be a whole lot of people proclaiming and cheering in a little while for a, a, whole lot a sports team. <laughs> you know what? It's a little bit out of whack, though, when you think about it. Yeah, it, it is. It's fun, but we don't <laughs> proclaim sometimes about the really important things. I want to... Um, one other example, social media, it's really an awesome proclaimer. God blessed us this week. We had a really big week in the midst of our Christmas week. <laughs> our son, Turner, and his wife, Stephanie, had their second beautiful daughter on Tuesday. Yes. Praise God. Yeah. So. Praise God on that You know, one. our family is such, they give us such good examples for sermon fodder. Because as I was looking at Facebook Turner posted this, there are 456 likes or responses to this post and 187 <laughs> comments on Facebook about... Well, that was when we... Right, there, there's a lot more, more. So he was really proclaiming, hey, we got a new baby, and so we want to proclaim to you, this is the picture we want to show you. Oh, yeah, that's us. This is Eloise. Because Lynn. we're the grandparents. Yeah, right? yeah. So <laughs> Elsie was born, and she is such, such a blessing. Our number eight, by the way. <laughs> but all this to say, what would happen if we posted about the birth of the Savior of the world or talked about that the way we talk about and get excited about everything else? What would happen? I mean, so much the planet, the, the whole environment would change, wouldn't it? If we shared and exemplified the love of Jesus Christ to one another. What the birth of the Savior means to us. What would happen? We have such a great opportunity in the next couple days. Do you know people are more receptive to an invitation to church for Christmas Eve than any other week of the year people know deep down inside that there's something about it that goes beyond the the there's commercial something more. Yeah. something more and so we're asking you to be bold be proclaimers grab handfuls of postcards and take them out and by the way they don't do any good sitting on the table back they there. don't that they doesn't don't. do a darn bit of good on that table. That's right. Hey, there was somebody here at first service who got one of these. Did anybody here so get one work. of these? Get a postcard? Anybody get one in the yeah. mail? Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Certain neighborhoods yeah. close to the Certain church. Certain neighborhoods. We targeted. So, anyway, 
invite, invite, invite. And it's not that we want to fill every seat, but we do. Well, actually, yes, we do. We because do they want, we want people to hear about the good news of the birth of Jesus Christ, the only one who can change our hearts, the only one who can carry us through, the only one who can really save us. So invite, invite, invite. You know, we do want to save every seat, not so we can brag about it, not because, you know, because, and it's a number, I know that. The number isn't what counts, but see, everyone, that number represents a person. Every seat represents a person. And that means a person who might be a step closer to eternity because they came here and heard about Jesus Christ. That's why every seat being full is important. Again, not because of some number, that, but because that number represents a human being who hopefully will know Jesus and his saving grace. Amen? Amen. God's glory proclaimed. Are you ready like shepherds to tell everything you know, what you've seen, what you've heard, everything you know about the one who born in the stable and placed in that manger? You know, what difference has he made in your life? Have you shared that with anybody recently? Are you ready to be one of God's messengers, ready to proclaim the good news of that birth of that baby in Bethlehem, foretold hundreds of years before? The Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, your Savior, my Savior, the Savior of the entire world. Baby born in Bethlehem, and his name is Jesus. And that name, Jesus, do you know what that means? God saves. God saves. That's the good news. Do you believe it? Are you ready to live it? Are you willing to proclaim it? Let's be proclaimers, Connection Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for the opportunity to to dig into Luke 2 a little bit more, to realize again, it might not be new for many of us, but that, God, you chose the shepherds as the ones to share the good news first. You chose the shepherds first to see the newborn king. And it is such an incredible message for us that you've chosen us as well. And so help us have a holy boldness to go tell it. Go tell it from the mountaintops and from the valleys, and especially in the valleys of our lives when we can say without a doubt that you are with us and you will carry us. And so, God, we thank you for this day. We look forward to tomorrow night and the next night realizing, proclaiming that you came to save us. We give you all the honor and the glory in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.